All right, my friend, the original Johnny P, John Prescott, on today's <laughs> episode of Best Hour of Their Day. What's up, John? Hey, man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes to chat with me. I, I enjoyed chat. You know, background on John Prescott, former member of Albany CrossFit, not not a well liked member. I might add, <laughs> primarily by me, but yeah, no, I made some enemies. No, years later, I consider you a good friend. It's funny how, just depending on where you are in life, like you were at a different place then, I was at oh, a different sure. place, and I would let me be clear, we weren't, did we didn't dislike each other. We just didn't no. make it a point to to hang out, and now we talk no. regularly. Yeah, we just weren't connected in that way. Yeah, it was very. I, I would say it was a very kind of just organic relationship. You were my coach. Um, and somebody that I definitely use as a mentor, kind of looking into my business development when I decided to branch off. But yeah, I wouldn't say that we were like hanging out at the club or like scoping the ladies together or anything fun. But you know, at the time you were married, you came to a different time uh, than I was typically yeah. there. And, and, and for those wondering, John owns Noose River CrossFit now in Raleigh, North Carolina, waiting from Nate, but we should have episode 10, the season finale of yes. dropping in. What do you think Dude, about that? Was that was a lot of fun. It was a great was a deal of fun. You know, those that have seen Noose River, first of all, and we'll talk a lot about this, we have a big adaptive community. Uh, last week, Sean was on the podcast. Sean is the short statured athlete that texts me. All I'm sure he's going to be listening to this. Oh, for text, sure. He was excited when I told him I was going on the show. He was like, Dude, sweet, I can't wait to listen to it. But all the, it's yeah. nice to have somebody else who's really short in the space of CrossFit that he can relate to. And I think you give him, give him hope, you know? Well, you know, I will destroy him in a workout. I don't care <laughs> what he says. He's just got to stop sending me the nudie pics. You know, I don't mind the text, yeah, but, but I don't know when he decided to cross the line and it's, it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. It yeah. Not, not just because he's short statured either. I don't care about his height. Just nudies in general, unnecessary, Sean. Yeah. Right. We're like, we're in our thirties. What are we doing? <laughs> 40s. I'm in my 40s. So oh, you're almost in your 50s. That's right. I'm getting there soon. So you and I have been talking quite a bit. You have become very vocal just amongst box owners, partially because you have a very successful box and unique story. We've talked about actually for box owners listening, let's not dive into this. But one thing John does every year is have an equipment fund. And I know Fern, if he hasn't yeah. implemented it, plans did, on it. But it. Oh, he did it. So yeah. real quick, explain what that is for the listeners, for box owners. Yeah, and really simple. About um, and I won't even take credit for it, actually. I'll give uh, the credit where it's due. Cliff Kohut from 12th State CrossFit, when I went to open News River, he's like, hey, man, listen, you know, we started running this equipment fund uh, annually. And basically what it does is it does two things. It gives your gym owners uh, some liquidity to buy some new equipment. It's a very, very cheap buy-in. So I charge my members $50 a year, January 15th, 50 bucks. All of a sudden, I got eight or nine grand sitting in an account on the 16th. Uh, so what do I do? I just go out and I buy equipment with it. And it, the second piece that it does is it gives the, the membership a lot of buy-in, right? So they're not looking at equipment that they walked into. They're now looking at equipment that they help purchase. So there's a little bit of ownership that goes alongside with that. And, and I think the first time that I was a little apprehensive and then I did it, and then all of a sudden, like, people wanted to keep the gym clean. People were grabbing the spray bottle to wipe down the brand new, you know, Echo Bikes because to them it was – this is our gym. This is, we have pride here. Um, so yeah, obviously the cost savings, they're helping you build equity in your own organization. You know, it's a great thing. And, and, and at the end of the day, when you look at like lifetime or planet fitness, these guys are doing the same kind of model. They're charging you a fee when you walk in the door. 
right? And it's to maintain their equipment, which is absurdly more expensive anyways. So why not let your membership be a part of it? So it's been a great program. We've done it now three years. Um, uh, never had an issue with the member saying no to it. I know Fern kind of did a soft roll and was like, hey, listen, you know, if there's issues, kind of it's our first time doing it. And he said that I think only a couple people even mentioned it and it was more of like an actual income issue, not like they were against paying. So I think it worked well for him too. Well, and, and for new members, they don't know the difference, right? Hey, exactly. you join, this is your $50 that we do every year. They don't know. Maybe if they've been to other boxes, they might say, hey, we never did that. And then you just simply point to all your fancy equipment and you say, yeah. well, did your box have this? And the answer yep. is no. And so, two years ago, it put, it put, so we, it put high, flow, high volume fans in our gym. You know, that's a lot of money to pay for one of those big ass fans, you know? So I was like, how am I going to do this? And I was like, annual equipment fund. So when that money dropped, I went out and I bought all the fans. And now we have beautiful fans in our gym that keeps it cool in the summer. So, you know. I, I, I want to get into the, the hot topic at hand, which is yeah. what, the, what the box owners are doing during this pandemic. But before I do that, I want to give you an opportunity to defend yourself. You were recently on our Instagram. You recently featured. Uh, we have some social clips promoting the next episodes and you know, most of them are pretty positive, but I, but I put up the one of me kind of busting your balls about class running over. Do you want to defend it. your, do you want to defend yourself? No, no, I, I don't think I should. I think that you were right. And I, I, you know, to me, it's a growth mindset, like all in jest, all in good fun, but right. Like we set an expectation of our coaches to deliver the product on time. Why should I be any different? But the defense mechanism happens here. Like, if you've been at News River and been in a 9.30 a.m. class, and this goes to every one of my 9.30 a.m. members, we don't run on a universal earth clock. Time continuum is in a different space there. And oftentimes it's 11 o'clock in the morning and they're still sitting around in a circle talking about their morning and their kids are running around. And so one of the best hours of my day is actually about an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty common at that 9 a.m. class, the, the moms. Yeah you know, get free of the kids. Yeah. And I remember that day I was like, are you guys going to leave? Like they just all hung out. I was like, we have to go. Fern and I are leaving. So let's talk about it. Kind of the big uh, elephant in the room is what's going on with boxes right now. The, the pandemic yeah. is going on. We're, we're all being, you know, quarantined, social distancing. Boxes have reacted some well, some poorly. What's your take? Well, I think, first of all, I wanted to just address the elephant in the room between you and Jason. Having the, uh, I think it's a valuable thing to understand in our community that having opposing viewpoints is what really brandishes the best result. It's good for people to see both sides of it, and it's good for people to decipher what's the best decision for them. And I think, ultimately, full stop, that's what you need to do for your business. But I do think there's a lot of other ideas that you should look at and consider, and I've spent the entire Hell, it's been the past almost two straight weeks where I'm, I'm talking to my friends who own gyms in different cities, different states, different area codes, and how they're intersecting this issue and how they plan on deal with it, you know, dealing with it looking forward. And I've gotten a lot of different answers. Um, I've seen a lot of the same kind of things happening overall. Um, but I think what we're doing over at Wheelwad and kind of working together has been a really good footprint and blueprint that I'd like to share with other people and give them the opportunity, if not to use not just our service, but being able to work with each other. I think that was the big thing that I took away from how we did it. So, you know, as far as Noose River is concerned, I, you know, to, to take a position, I, I think I took a kind of an unpopular position. 
Um, it was two weeks ago uh, yesterday on Sunday night that I decided to close my doors based on what I knew. You know, I'm surrounded by healthcare professionals and they advised me on, on what the real kind of consequences were. And I made a hard choice. And I'll, I'll tell you, Jason, it was a really challenging choice because I, I'm a very pragmatic person when it comes to business. Like I'm a very emotionally led person and I, I love my people. Like I'll fall on a sword for them. But when it comes to making business decisions, you know, I've been burned enough. I failed enough to know, like, you have to make a choice. You have to stay with it. And I knew closing my doors and being the unpopular guy to do it. Like I reached out to some of the gyms here in Raleigh and they're like, nah, we're staying open. Like we're going to do our thing. And I was like, listen, I know that what I'm saying to you seems really unpopular, but we're doing it and I'm going to take a hard line. And, you know, I called my coaches that night and I would be lying if I said I wasn't in tears. Cause I, I know that the, the risk here is that we're not going to be open. You know, that's the truth. That's the reality of it. And I'm operating under the context of it being a diminished capacity. I'm going to work until I fucking can't. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to just throw in the towel and concede. I'm going to do everything that I can to give my coaches a place to coach and my athletes to call home because we've been doing it for three years and I want to continue to do it. You know, and, and we're going to talk more about it. I do appreciate you talking about Fern and I, you know, I think a lot of listeners just assume, Hey, we agree on everything. And we, I think we had a very different stance on, on this. And again, one thing, you know, Fern and I joke around a lot, but we're both willing to listen to the other person's perspective. And I don't think either of us take it personally or think that the other person is wrong. It's simply just their opinion. I actually apologize to him because I put, I put all the posts up and one of the ones that I shared about we should close was my opinion, but I put it on the best hour of social media. And I said, Hey, I wasn't even thinking that you might not agree with this. So, right. and, and obviously he's been forced to close down now. So you, you mentioned Wheelwad, which was originally uh, Stouty and Logan. Yes. Well, originally Stouty, then Logan came on board. So, and they've been on the podcast uh, months and months ago. You can go back mm -hmm. and find that and more about them. But you have a huge adaptive community. Logan's a member yeah. of your box, which, you know, really opened it up from one-armed people to short stature to wheelchairs. I mean, yeah, everybody is welcomed at your box. It's just one of the cool parts about it. But but talk to me about what you're doing differently with Wheelwad. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, just a kind of an aerial view on Wheelwad. We got integrated through Logan. He was my first adaptive athlete, now adaptive coach, runs the ATA seminar, you know, does the whole deal. He's, he's really into the education piece of it. And as Logan began to extend his network, more and more athletes came in, more and more athletes came in. And at the time, Stouty was just doing programming kind of for his gym and for a few athletes. He was just putting his toes in the water. And about a year ago, a little bit better, I just said, hey, would you mind doing my programming? And at that time, he had just brought an athlete to the games. He was the first wheelchair coach coaching a games athlete. Super cool um, opportunity. And so when he started doing my programming, I realized like this dude's the real deal. This programming is awesome. I mean, I, I, I would value myself as pretty good at programming, but I'm not great. I'm not a, I'm not a specialist and I take ownership of that. I know what I'm good at and it's not that. And I like seeing what other people are doing and seeing how they do it. You know, I've run through all the different methodologies, all the different ones that are advertised, not even name names. It doesn't, you guys already know who they are. We, I've done them all. Um, and they're all great, but I felt a closer space to this because he understands the needs of the adaptive community. And if there's one thing I can tell you, knowing and learning what I know now, if you can understand how to program and coach an adaptive athlete, you can coach anyone. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of people sort of take for granted. 
Um, when an adaptive athlete walks in the door, I was literally having a conversation with an athlete this morning. And she said, my coach doesn't know how to coach me with this. And she's missing a leg. And, you know, that's when the emphasis falls on the coach. You got to do better. You need to learn. Having the answer, I don't know, is, no, that's bullshit. And, and that's the viewpoint I took the first day Logan walked in the door. So since then, it's only done more to open my eyes to CP athletes, people missing limbs, people having TBIs, people having those silent injuries you don't really understand. So when a wall ball slams on the ground, they're ducking for cover and you're wondering why, you know. Coaches have to do better at being good coaches. And the, the, the piece of that that never stops is learning, like period, full stop. So once I started working with his programming and kind of working more intrinsically with what Wheelwad was, he started doing the programming for my gym. And I was like, this is on point. It not only saved me an insane amount of time, and anybody who's good at programming knows that it takes fucking forever. Um, it was thought provoking. It was, it was not just linear. It was a very full rounded programming. You know, we ran a one rep uh, across the total recently, having not done one since my gym opened, since the, like the first couple of weeks we opened, all of my athletes green lighted all three lifts, almost in every single class. It was like a 97% PR rate and we weren't even doing a strength set. And I was like, you know, a strength cycle. I was like, this is, this is where it's at. So we're going along, we're chugging along, we're chugging along. All of a sudden, COVID-19, I call Stouty the night I decided to close because, I, you know, he's a mentor to me. He's a great gym uh, owner and a great coach. And I said, look, you know, what the hell are we going to do? So we, we, we brainstormed and we were like, well, why don't we build in the network? Let's use the gyms that we're already working with together. So we got Kevin Ogar on the phone. Um, who owns CrossFit Watchtower out in Denver. And the three of us kind of brainstormed the, the idea of putting Wheelwad together and bringing our community together through our community. So when we started doing our online classes that a lot of gyms are doing, we're bringing all the gyms in at once. So on any given day, all three gyms are coaching various classes that all of our athletes from all the gyms can take. The second piece that we wanted to really focus on was anybody can coach a class in front. It's, it's kind of like any coach can coach a squat, but can you keep your audience enthralled? Can you keep your people interested? That's the, that's the hard part here. So we started using our network and reaching out, you know, so last week, uh, Jason, you were on our, uh, on our zoom class and you taught a nutritional seminar. Um, two days later, we had Carl Paoli teaching a gymnastics class for all of our athletes from all three gyms to be able to attend. Um, I know that we're talking with Sam Dancer about doing some gymnastics and breathing or uh, breathing drills and maybe some mobility recovery drills. Um, we have Danny, I don't remember his name right now. I'm going to be the worst coach ever. Uh, on Thursday, teaching an Olympic lifting class. We have uh, every two or three days we're doing yoga. We're doing, so what we're trying to do is not just cultivate an environment where I'm staring at you overhead squats, um, but we're interacting with you. We're taking part in what you're doing. And we're also doing the same thing we'd be doing in the gym anyways, which is honing in on specialty things, taking time to really acknowledge, but using some of the more reputable, more notable faces in our market, in our space to keep our guys interested. And, you know, we know this isn't a short, you know, this isn't a long-term problem that we're going to face. It's a short-term problem. And I'll use that in the context of maybe up to six months. But if we're using our resources to really expand what we're offering our clients, all of a sudden we got a lot more interest. And even for me personally, the way that I'm running into my gym is I've started a, basically a foundation. Um, so uh, one, of the, one of the things that I'm doing is we're doing a pre-sale uh, for gear. All the money that's proceeded from that is going into a fund that's going to offset all the members that have to put their membership on hold for now. Like I'm keeping my community together. And I think if gym owners focused on that, that piece alone, 
their business will be fine. You know, it's, it's, it's not about the money right now. It can't be. Well, I think one thing you're doing really well, it sounds like is combining efforts. I mean, this is not a time where you have to worry about, first of all, those two boxes you mentioned aren't next door neighbors. You're talking Canada and Colorado and yeah. you're in North Carolina. So, I mean, you're putting, you're setting yourself up for success there, but I mean, the, the beauty of these online classes is you can have a hundred people in them. Yep. And there's no sense in everyone doing classes every hour when you can kind of share the load and actually make it more fun. Now your members get to experience a different personality, a yes. different coach, and, and you're not worried that they're going to leave and join their box because they're not going right. to commute, you know, hundreds of miles away. And at the end of the day, you shouldn't feel that way. Even if they were down the road, you should feel exactly. confident in what you put out there. So you have this kind of expanded network in Stouty and Ogar. You know, you, you work with them in, in other projects. How can a box owner make this happen without knowing, you know, dozens or more other other sure. affiliates? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I actually put the foot forward here in Raleigh and told a few of the gyms that are here. I was like, you guys can hop into this. No charge. I'm not, I'm at, at this moment, at this juncture, I know I'm, I'm a, I'm a cutthroat person when it comes to business and I'm all about the, the, the bottom line, as long as it doesn't affect my community. And right now our community's hurt. So for me personally, I'm not worried about make, like, if you want to jump into this program, email, literally send an email to stouty at wheelwad.com and we'll get you set up. We'll get you put in there. We want to help grow our community in an outward direction. And you know, the long-term consequence of this from my perspective is better educated coaches who can help service their adaptive athletes and athletes who have adaptive needs better. I mean, that's, that's the money for me, right? Like long-term sure. I'd love for you to at least look at Wheelwad and go, those are a great group of guys and they're really just doing their best foot forward for the community. Cause that's what we've been doing since day one. Um, and now, you know, now given what we have to deal with, like it's been really cool to see the other athletes from other gyms, but I've already done the, I've, I had a conversation with a gym owner in Tampa this morning. We're going to offer him the programming. I already have that kind of set up. And anybody who's, who knows me personally, like I'm giving it to him. Here's the login credentials. Like come in, just be a part of this right now because this sucks. This really sucks. It sucks for gym owners. It sucks for the members. It sucks for the people who are at home, who have other jobs that aren't gym owners that are going through the shit that they're going through. I mean, I've lost 13 members in 10 days. That's the highest amount of attrition I've ever seen in eight years of gym ownership. So talk to me about that. You know, you, you're doing all these things, right? You're, you're, you're providing value, but you've still lost some members. Yeah. What, what can box owners do to prevent that? Obviously oh, you, you sure. have people that are out of jobs and, and they can't do anything about it, but what else can they be doing to There's maintain so their much, membership? I'm so glad you asked. I think that's probably one of the most pivotal parts of this whole conversation. The first thing you need to do is contact your landlord, start the conversation. How can I, so for me, I've already got my, Jason Ackerman gave me one of the greatest pieces of advice is that I still hold true to this day. Uh -oh. What a, was it? Get a good accountant. First piece of advice I always give. Ever. So I have the best accountant ever. She's one of the most nearest and dearest people in my life. I remember that from Albany too, Laura. Yeah. Um, so. I reached out to her and I, I got the process going because I, I, I contacted my landlord and said, what am I going to do here? Um, this was what I offered. I offered them three months of deferment to extend my lease for three months. Cool. Sounds like a great idea on paper. Their response, and this is why you need to start the conversation now, was very legal 
and it required a tremendous amount of paperwork and a tremendous amount of information for my accountant. So I immediately got the email, called my accountant and said, I'm going to send you an email with all this stuff. It's like 2019 uh, financials, 2020 in, uh, statements month to month, uh, all my LLC paperwork. I mean, it was just a bunch of stuff. I was like, Here, so she's already taken care of that. She'll file that uh, appeal with my landlord and then they get to decide what happens there. Now, that's, that's the thing that you can do directly to your, to your landlords. You're also able to utilize all the federal government stuff that just came out. You know, you stay on top of what's happening, guys. You're, you cannot be ignorant into what's going on. Friday, the, uh, the federal government passed into legislation uh, the ability for your employees to get paid on a non-percent uh, payback, uh, not a loan. They're going to offer it as a grant. It's going to take about two or three weeks for that filing to happen. In the meantime, all of your 1099 employees right now, according to the law that just changed, they are accepted under unemployment, which means you give them their 1090, their W-2s, they can go down to the unemployment office and be repaid as long as you can provide that you've been paying that month over month. So they're not, they don't have to be victims here. They can go get unemployment just like everybody else can. So if you're not able to maintain, pay, now I've taken the position of saying I'm going to continue to maintain paying my employees until I cannot at which time I want them to go file for unemployment so that they're whole. So that's, that's the other thing you can do. The third thing that you can do, which I've already done, um, because my people are the greatest people on earth. Uh, one of my members works for the bank that I work with. She went straight into the bank, did all loan deferments for all of my loans for the next three months. Already done. So the loans that would come out this month are already being, you know, pushed back until I think the beginning of August. And that was done immediately. So in the short term, I've already put about $1,000 a month back into my cyclical revenue, so that will you know, aid in. But then some of the small things you can do. I know FitAid is offering these really great deals where they're going to pay you $15 for every case that your members pay for with the link that you provide. It's free. Go do it. They drink FitAid anyways. I mean, I've lost. I, I make about $2,000 a month in retail sale. That revenue is gone right now. That's gone. So I'm trying to push this retail back out there because they're buying it. They want it, you know. Um, I know born primitive, they were doing a 50% return. Every time somebody buys something with your code, you get 50% back, do it, offer the link. If somebody buys one thing, you get $12. That's 12 more than you had yesterday. Right. The third thing that I'm doing right now is the pre-sale. So I worked with a local screen printer and just so you know, the gear is short order. China's not shipping. There's a disruption in the flow of food, uh, things that come and go from China. And most of the shirts that you wear come from China. So uh, I have t-shirts and two different kinds of sweatshirts because that's all I could get delivered. Um, but I'm doing the pre-order and I'm stacking all the money that we make on top for, for our membership. You know, So you, you can't be a victim right now. You can't just sit around and let this stuff happen. You have to get off your ass. You have to be active. Call the gym owners local to you that you know. Just ask them what they're doing. You know, Maybe Wheelwad's not the solution. Who cares? Find a solution. Don't just concede because if you do, then you're going to watch your business walk away pretty quickly, at least in my opinion. So these are all things you've had some help with. Where, where, where should box owners start with that? I've heard a little bit about this loan out there. What, what, what's the best place for them to get started? My advice to, to you would be don't guess. Talk to your accountant. When it comes to anything with um, the, the unemployment, the loans, all that stuff, my accountant knew all the information. And what she didn't know, I, I was able to go directly to my bank. You guys should have at least some sort of a relationship with a banker. Walk right into your bank. It's what they're doing right now. Because believe me, the conversation you're having is not one they haven't had 50 times already today. Um, 
And you know, on, on the point of just being with your community, like I'm going to the Wake County Board of Directors meeting in, in seven days. I'm going to that meeting because I want to know what my local government is going to do to keep me whole. And they're going to do stuff. They're going to offer, but you don't know and you don't want to guess. You want to be there. Don't be a victim. Get your ass up and go get it. Um, but as far as like the other pieces, like we're working with Wheelwad and stuff like that, like it doesn't have to be us. Reach out. Reach out to your neighbors. This is a lot of burden to take on. I didn't know anything about running Zoom. And I'll tell you, we can make fun of Sean Eberly, but if it wasn't for that little dude, there's no way my system would be operational. He spent like two straight days with me trying to help me get it set up. And if it's not, you got to use your community, guys. They're there for these times. These are the tough times. Like, as soon as I asked him, he was right there. And then it took us another two days to figure out what we needed to do. But now I'm, I'm broadcasting in HD with beautiful sound and I'm giving the best experience that I can. It's very easy to do a zoom on your laptop and flip the camera up. It's a little bit more work to make the presentation look the way that it should so that your members are actually getting the $150 a month that you're going to maintain charging them through this. Well, I think that's an important point. Like for a month, no big deal. I think everyone signed up, Hey, we're going to continue. But after a month, you have to be giving them something. It can't just be like you said, open up your laptop. Here we go. Fern's putting right. out some really good quality. I'm sure you're doing the same. You, you had this circle. For a box owner that doesn't know anybody else, though, where can they get the, I mean, where can they get the Jason Ackermans of the world? You know, I, I, I appreciate you putting me first above people like Carl Paoli and Sam Dancer, as I should be. <laughs> but, but where can they get these people? You know, you have connections to them through Stouty, through just relationships, you know, reaching out to other boxes, sure. Every box owner probably knows somebody, but where can they get these other people, guest coaches? I'd, I've done multiple guest coaching spots, and I mean, maybe I'm answering the question, but people just reach out. I want to get back. There you go. That's it. You know what? I learned this very early on in sales. I'd rather hear a no than not know. I'm going to send that DM via Instagram. I'm going to send that text message to the friend that I know. Because you know why? Right now is the time that CrossFit gets to prove its worth in its community. It gets to let it shine that we are bigger than this situation, which is why the great gyms, the ones who actually give a shit about the people who are in their gym, they're going to be the ones that come out on top of this. And the ones who've been spending more time figuring out how they can make an extra you know, month out of somebody or nickel and dime them, you got to find that balance because community is going to prove that it's going to, it's going to, you know, foreshadow. I've already, you know, full disclosure, I've had three of my members actually come directly to me and tell me that the gym will not close. They will make sure of that financially. Well, and that's just a testament to your community. I posted something and I think you and I just kind of, you just shoot me random texts all the time about this stuff. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Yeah. But, you know, I posted something on Facebook the other day about, I'm really seeing it like the, the boxes that were doing all of these challenges that are focused on 50 people in a class that are trying to sell supplements and not worry about coaching are scrambling. I saw a box literally put up like 12 virtual workouts in a day. And I'm like, they're not doing that because they're trying to provide value. They're doing it because they're very concerned that their people are going to leave. Yep. So this is really your time to, assess your own community, right? Yeah, and, and the value of your coaches, use them, use them as a resource. These people are likely unemployed right now too. You know, even if you're not able to pay them, they don't want to see your gym close. They don't want to see your gym close. You know, nobody does. And I, you know, you have to think forward. For me, I gave away all my equipment in my gym. I gave it all, my gym is barren right now. I, have, I barely have enough equipment in my gym to show you the Zoom workout that we're doing. You know why? Because 
they paid for that equipment. They earned the right to take it. I'm not leasing it out. I'm charging you a membership still. So take this shit out of here. I heard of a gym, I'm not going to say where it's from, where the coach only let, the, the, the gym owner only let the coaches take equipment. Like really understand the magnitude of doing something like that. You have no value in your membership. You're going to give the people that you already pay the equipment that they could use on their own or use in the gym and leave it there. I just think you have to take a valued approach to your consumers right now because they're more than that. They're what kept you open. They're what got you to where you are right now. And they're going to be what keeps you open in the future. So, I mean, yeah, maybe you don't have the big connections, but don't be afraid to hear no. Don't be afraid. Shoot a DM. I was really shocked to see how quickly people said yes. In fact, we've gotten no no's. We've only gotten yeses. Well, and it was a lot of fun. You know, as someone that was on the other end, it was great just to talk to people and feel like I, I was telling somebody today, actually, during a guest coaching I did, that me doing this is actually motivating me. You know, like I ate pizza both days this weekend. I had uh, mul multiple cookies both days. And I'm like, Fresh I need real to, man. Yeah, I was like, I need to get my ass motivated. And what better way than I started posting workouts on social media? I started coaching yep. more because I'm like, I need this for myself. You so, do. We have to stay moving right now. And if the only bit of moving you can do is to hop on a Zoom class with your CrossFit coach and let him yell at you from your garage, I damn sure suggest you do it because it's going to be what keeps your brain particles intact. Because I'm starting to lose my last night, I was playing the Xbox on my balance board. I saw that. I saw I'm you doing it. that. What What are some of the things you're doing to stay motivated right now? I mean, I'm going to work out as soon as, you know, you and I hop off. I'm going to drag, you know, Roz is waiting for me. Um, I'm just trying to do something every day. What are you doing been, to stay motivated? Yeah, you know, I, I have to give, I have to give a shout out to, uh, to Bryce um, and Logan, the guys that I've been working out with most, most often. And if, if I don't check in with them, they check in with me. So my advice to you would be get a battle buddy. And I know that we're in seclusion. So if the battle buddy means that you don't actually go to their house and do that workout, like check in with them. You check in with them. Be the person who is taking that step forward because the depression is real. And for people who don't do very well in, in isolation, which me, I'm one of those people, I'm a free bird. I'm always moving around. This has been a little bit of a psychological challenge. But, you know, you learn, uh, you clean out your shed, you reorganize your kitchen. You move all the furniture in your living room, you clean out your closet, you donate a bunch of shit you didn't need, and then you do some CrossFit. And, and somewhere somewhere in there, you take a big rip from the fucking Prescott bong. You hit the binger and you move <laughs> forward. Let me tell a real quick funny story. We wrap oh, I up. I think I've told you this story, though. We wrapped up dropping in. You were the last box, and we're in Raleigh for one last night. I think we went out to dinner with you. We're... We talked all about wheel pay, which we're going to talk about in a future episode. Something Very really important coming at you guys. Uh, something really awesome. If you haven't heard of wheel pay, um, we'll, we'll fill you in. Fern and I, and maybe you or Kevin will hop on the call to talk about it. Yes. But we're hanging out at your house. Fern takes off. I'm the last one there getting some work done. There's a bong sitting on the table. <laughs> now, I'm like, hey, I got a flight back to... Uh, I was in Colorado already. I was like, I got to fly Ironically to Colorado. Yeah. And I was like, let me just take one hit from this thing before I go to chill out. I take the, a massive hit. And I'm like, where am I? The dogs, you know, uh, <laughs> what are the dogs? Meatball and what's the other one? Waffles. Meatball and waffles. Best dogs. We were hanging out. getting work done. I get in the, the Uber. 
no joke. He's listening. I told you this. He's listening to like a crime podcast, and we're driving. We're driving to the to the Raleigh airport, and he starts telling me. He's like, "Hey, just so you know, here's how I'd kill somebody." <laughs> I'm like, "What is happening?" He's t- and he's like going into really strong detail, and I. I really quickly, I hit the window. I was like, just to make sure it was going to open. <laughs> I was like, this dude's about to murder me. So anyway, I'm just trying to be nice. And he gets me to the airport. Didn't murder me, but he did give me a good, but he did set me up with the ultimate plan. If I ever decide to murder somebody, I know how to well, do it now. Let's hope we don't have to get there. Let's hope we get this virus turned around and we'll make sure every time you leave my house, you're in, uh, you're in la la land when you're heading back to, uh, to Colorado. So, so right now you're doing well. I mean, it's, it's March 30th as we're recording this. It'll be early April when it goes live. We don't know when this is going to extend to. It could, we're hearing Easter, but we're also hearing sure. like 2021. What are some of the things you're going to do now to set yourself up for success? Should this go on to May, June, July or longer? Yeah. I, I, so I'm putting this in my mind as saying I'm going to lose half my membership. And we are at about 157 members uh, in my gym, I'm a 2,700 square foot space in North Raleigh in industrial district. Um, very, very active community. Um, I probably have a 92, last time I checked, it was like a 92% attrition, uh, um, you know, rate for holding my membership over the course of a year through their contract. I usually have about 92%. So really active, great, great base. Um, I, I'm, I, why I got upset when I said we were closing last Sunday was I knew the risk. Um, and personally, even listening to, you know, everyone's maybe this, maybe that I am planning for the absolute most catastrophic situation with the hopes that that's not what happens. And if you are not doing that, you're planning for failure. You need to be prepared to lose half or more of your members because a lot of these people work in blue collar jobs. That's how they make their money. And until our economy flip flops, the reality is it's going to be a few months. And the worst part is it's going to take a few months for us to really feel that burn. I don't think you're going to feel it in April. I think May is going to be when you really start to feel it because you'll have canceled those contracts last month. All of a sudden, you're not getting that reoccurring billing. You're really not selling any retail whatsoever. So, you know, at me, if I'm able to come out of this with 75 to 100 members, that's great. That's absolutely awesome. But I'm already putting, like, you have to be three steps ahead of this. I'm thinking, all right, what, what happens if I have to move out of here? Where can I move? How much space do I need to be functional? Like what, I'm not looking at News River closing. I'm looking at a new chapter in my organization. And whatever that looks like is going to be the best thing that I can do for my business because ultimately my membership matters and I want to, I want to maintain that space. So I'm not saying throw in the towel. I'm saying be prepared. Be prepared for the worst case scenario. How long can you last with 50 members? Do you know that number? Figure it out. Because for me, my light's on number is 85. That's what my lights on number is. That means my rent's paid and my bills are paid. So if I can stay at 85, perfect. You know, and, and, and for the record, I know you're saying you closed early. When I was putting that stuff out there, that was what I was trying to get people to do. Like, it would, the writing was on the wall. You're going right. to be shut down. I was like, you may as well be proactive and have your members feel like you're doing something good for the community. Oh, and you're, they all you're, did too. It was so supportive. I got no negativity when I did it. Yeah, the alternative is, okay, I'm the box that stayed open, but I'm also the box that spread this thing. And right. that would have been far worse for your community than shutting down a few days early. You know, I know Fern Absolutely. took it all the way to the end, but, and he was safe, but it was, that was my concern. Like, hey, you're staying open for what? We know you're going to be shut down. Right. And for me, it's really simple. If I could have presented my members 
grandmother from dying than I should have, period. There is no amount of money in this world that I'll put on a life ever. I didn't get into CrossFit to make money. I got in it to help people and I stay with that. That's why I'm still here and that's what I'll continue to do. And you can make money if you understand how to run a business and still help people. Right now, I'm more concerned about helping people and keeping my people healthy and safe and, and happy. What else can people be doing right now? What else can box owners be doing, coaches and even members? Well, I will say, and I, I, I just caught word today, and I'm not sure if maybe it trickled down into you, but one of the, one of the um, software solutions for the CrossFit space, um, and I won't say their name, decided to put a 14-day hold, 14 hold uh, on all transactions that happen through our space. Um, yeah, I saw I, that email go out. Yeah, you know, for me, I, that's the difference between somebody paying their rent and not. And the reality of it is that the logistical side of it is that these uh, companies have decided that they don't want to assume any risk in chargebacks. You know, that's the spin. And basically what that means, if you don't understand a chargeback, a chargeback happens when software A deposits the money into your bank account and then you refund the money through your bank account. The liability happens is somebody requests that they get a refund, but you've already spent that money. So there's liability there, there's risk. And I understand the risk um, because WheelPay has already gone through this to understand what that risk actually looks like. But holding your money for 14 days is a much bigger risk to having your business close. Um, it's a far bigger risk to not keeping your, your, your lease paid. You know, 14 days, that's a half a month. Um, that's so why I'm bringing that up is this provides you the opportunity to take a closer look at what you're doing inside of your business. Stop paying for Ramwad. No offense to Ramwad. They're awesome. It's not just them. Stop paying for your music services. Stop paying for your Netflix services. Stop paying for the things that are nickel and diming you in the short term. Look at your finances. Don't just be a victim. Oh shit. I forgot that came out every month. Great. You haven't used it in three months. It was great when you were making $26,000 a month, but now you're making 11. So you need to make those differences, you know, very transparent. And for all of the people that you can't afford to pay, like give them a value add, keep them involved. Don't just toss them to the side. They're still your people. They're still your employees. They will be with you if you treat them the right way. But if you don't, you know, you're going to be on the, the, the losing end of that. So look at your money. Keep, stay close to your people. I think especially for the really small gyms, the guys who are running 40, 50, 60 clients comfortably, you should be on the phone with every single one of your members throughout that week, period. End stop, full stop. I FaceTime, text, call, email, Facebook message, Instagram message as much as I possibly can. Much of my life right now is being spent on my phone. And to be honest with you, I don't give a shit. If that's the most that I can provide for my membership, then that's what I'm going to be able to provide because the end game is one day we all go back and we hit the 530 wad together. So, you know, we have to work towards that. Yeah. And long term, what you're suggesting, it could be financially prudent for you 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 mentioned you know whether it's raw water or whatever you know a lot of times you just kind of fall into that trap of it's just we have it i'll, I'll get around to canceling it one day right. and you never do so right. right now you cancel it and it's 11 dollars, but at the end of the year it's 150 dollars. that adds yep. up it sure so, does you know and i like what you said I, I i mentioned this a couple weeks ago this is your time to be reaching out to your members let them know that you care let them know you're there for them not everyone has a significant other or right. roommates or other, you know, imagine how tough this would be if you literally were by yourself 24 hours a day. This is, it's tough enough living with somebody else, but at least you have somebody out there. Imagine you're just by yourself. So be that, be that welcoming voice to your members. Be a leader. It's why people believed in you in the first place. It's why they buy your brand. 
I got news for you. You can do CrossFit anywhere. You can do it anywhere. They stay with you because they believe in you. They believe in your mission, your vision, and what you offer them. And, and that's what we're learning right now. You can do CrossFit anywhere. People are realizing <laughs> a set Still of dumbbells. My business model, Jason. I'm telling you. I mean, I've done it in our extra bedroom. I did it out in front of the house. We've done it at the park. It, you know, that's one thing I've said has been kind of cool. It makes you, it's a throwback yeah. to the old school of, hey, one workout a day, nothing too crazy, nothing too heavy. Just get that heart rate up. I'm, my it. legs are absolutely smashed today in a way they haven't been sore in, in a long time. Just because I'm doing something different. This is your time yep. to do. I went for a 30-minute run the other day. Roz was like, who is this Why? guy? I just you wanted know, to do I'll something give, different. I'll give CrossFit a lot of credit to, um, you know, I right, wrong, or indifferent, them canceling their social media accounts. Like, whatever. I, I really, it was impartial to me. I, but bringing it back right now and sharing the content that they're sharing and promoting the idea that this can be done together and we can come out of this together. I have to applaud them for that. That was a really great move. And I think that it's giving the people who are at home missing their gym, it's giving them something to see that, Hey, this is everyone. This is not just you. This is not just your gym. This is everyone. This is all we're all hurting right now. So kudos to them because I think that, you know, having them be gone for so long, I actually look forward to some of the content that they put out. But right now I love it. And I make sure that I see everything they're putting out. Well, I think this has been great advice for box owners, for coaches, for just anyone going through this tough time. And the, the beauty of it is we're all going through it together. Uh, we're going to have you back on or perhaps one of the other, you know, co-founders of WheelPay to talk all about yes. that because box owners, you don't want to miss that. This is going to be, I mean, the timing's actually – I think it's really well. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, it's unreal. you're going to reopen the box and you're going to want to at least learn about wheel pay. So we'll, we'll bring that back on John. In the meantime, it's been great. Do you have yes, another class for having me on Jason? Do you have a virtual class tonight? Uh, I just coached my noon uh, CrossFit watchtower did the three thirty, and CrossFit industry is doing the six thirty tonight. Yeah. I mean, look at that. There's no need for all of you to be doing that. No, now I've spent the rest of my time reaching out to my members or checking in or talking to you for the past 45 minutes. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, John, I'll let you go. Thanks for everything, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Jason. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day, and thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.